And welcome in. Martin Kilquin with you, Fox 2 Sports Director. Normally, our weekly visits surround hockey. We talk with Darren Pang and Bernie Federko and Keith Kachuk. And it's been great fun. Pucks with Bernie and Panger on scoops at dannymack.com. A lot of great interaction, great feedback. Also, uh, hanging with Big Walt. There's nothing quite like the world of Keith Kachuk. But this is a different world we're all living in now. And... I thought we'd do a little something called the Killcoin Conversation, and I think it could be with various types of people, whether it's somebody famous in the Rolodex or maybe somebody next door. It could be my neighbor, Bill, who used to work for the Secret Service. Although he's self-quarantined, he won't allow me near his house. But it could be somebody you know, somebody you don't know, or maybe maybe it's just somebody you need to know. I mean, it's getting weird. My mom will send a text and say, hey, I'm hearing the... The Walmart in Fenton has paper towels. No, no, no. We went. They're gone. Oh, we're, okay. The, the Target in Kirkwood's got stuff. It's about as weird as it gets right now. And I'm not saying that it's getting to me. But I did have a dream. Our good buddy Mike Claiborne loves hockey. This is as visual and as vivid a dream as I've had in a long time. And the dream was that Mike Claiborne was named the new head coach of the Calgary Flames. And that he beat out Grant Fuhrer for the job. This is his weird. People say, well, you're drinking way too much. Well, that might be part of it. I was home for a couple of days. I'm telling you, I woke up thinking Mike Claiborne was the friggin' head coach of the Calgary Flames. Yes, folks, it's getting weird. And I know it's scary. So the hope here would be to provide some conversation. And uh, on the docket today, we're going to talk to Mike Shannon. It is scheduled to be opening day. Granted, it was going to be in Cincinnati, but baseball's opening day. And Mike Shannon also uh, was spotted the other day at his restaurant in Edwardsville handing out food. We're going to talk to Mike about that. My sidekick, a uh, longtime associate, Charlie Marlowe, having fun on Twitter. He's got the top five list every day. And it might be his favorite movies. It might be inspired by his wife, Jess, with favorite breads. Uh, we're going to run through. I think he's been, he said he would sustain this until we had sports once again. He He may have to... We may have to go to the top three. We'll talk to Chuck Marlowe. Also, Jaden Cox, a great Mizzou athlete who is also an Olympic athlete. And Jaden Cox, among those affected by the postponement of the summer games in Tokyo, Tokyo, moving those to 2021. And again, really a fascinating guy. I think he sang the, sang the national anthem a couple of times for uh, Mizzou basketball. So conversation, and then we'll look for feedback. I always hear people say, my DMs are open on Twitter, I'm going to find a way to do that. So if you got a great story or something you want to share, and we've been getting some of these via the email at Fox 2, but if you've got something in DM, I guess direct message me, at Martin Kilcoin 2. That's at Martin Kilcoin, K-I-L-C-O-Y-N-E 2, uh, on the Twitter, at Martin Kilcoin 2. We'll get those direct messages open so we can talk about whatever's going on in your world. Everybody's trying to figure it out as they go. People have been creative. Joe Buck doing the play-by-play of people's everyday routine. You know, I'm an idea guy. Not all of the all of the ideas are good, but I'm an idea guy. And I've always thought that Joe, uh, well, I thought this segment, I was going to tell Joe, he should call it, take it to the house. Because everything he's doing is a household routine. Maybe somebody's grilling out or the dog's running in the yard. But he's been creative. A lot of different things uh, online people have done just to not only bide the time, but also to entertain people and that'll be our hope too with a little conversation here i know a lot of folks are at home hopefully able to download the podcast and continue the conversation right now in the kill coin conversation it is 
Hello. The one and only Mike Shannon. Mike, how are you? Well, I'm doing fine, Martin. How about yourself? Well, I'm I'm hanging in there. Uh, I've been on this planet a pretty long time. You've been on longer than me. Nothing compares, does it? There's absolutely nothing to compare this to. No, there's not. I think everyone has to take care of themselves, plain and simple, and it's a little difficult if you're in the city. I know the country people, they have a little easier time than I think the city people do. Give us your timeline. You're down in Florida. In fact, it was two weeks ago. They're still playing baseball. The Cardinals are in the middle of a game when MLB says, all right, we're going to shut it down. What was life like for Mike Shannon? How did you adjust? Well, uh, simply, I've been without it before. You know, when in 1970, I got sick and I, and the game was taken away from me. So I've been through all of this. Uh, uh, I had a, a nephritis when in 1960, uh, in the 60s and, or 70s. So, uh, uh I'm used to, I've been through things before, shut down before, so I can I can acclimate a little better than most. Did you hang in Florida for a little bit thinking, well, this won't be a big deal, and then as the days, not that you didn't think it was a big deal, but did you think it would pass quicker and maybe hang around for a little bit? Kind of, There had to be a lot of indecision for everybody. Do we go home? Do we stay? Sure, and I think that... Uh, that the commissioner really did the right thing. He sent everybody home. He made the decision for them. And I, I think if you look what now, you know, uh, NFL player has it, uh, basketball players have it, but no major league baseball player has it. Some of the minor leagues have it. And so he shut it down and he lives down in that Jupiter and he does his shows from down there. And just like we're doing this show right now, you know, so uh, I really take my hat off to the commissioner and, and Major League Baseball because they shut it down and, and, and they did it before anyone. Would have been opening day across the, all of baseball. Correct. Cardinals would have been in Cincinnati, but home opener a week out. What, what are those emotions on a day like today when it, it should have been baseball for you and all the Cardinal fans? Yeah, it's a shame because so many people hang their hat on the Cardinal baseball. I mean, if they don't hear me or they don't hear John or they don't hear – uh, Mike, then they're concerned that something's not right, okay? And there's a lot of people that are shut in that they they uh, they run their clock by uh, Cardinal baseball, plain and simple. And when it, it's, when something's off, that, that's not good for them. That's not good at all. And we're, we're sorry about that. But, you know, it, it won't be long and you're going to hear uh, play ball and it's going to really be something. I think people are going to flock to the baseball and when they when they hear the crack of the bat, they're gonna love it. Like they they've already loved it for many 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 years. But I think they're gonna love it even more. Yeah. How how emotional uh, will you be that first game back at Bush, whether it's in May or June <laughs> or July? Just I mean, it's like you said, you had the game taken away from you for medical reasons. This the game has been taken away. The world and you know in crisis, mm-hmm. it's a bigger story than baseball. But what do you think that day will be like when we get back? Well, I think it's going to make so many people happy. I mean, and I, I think they're going – you don't really appreciate something until it's taken away. And I think the Major League Baseball players will uh, will uh, realize that more than the fans. The fans have had this uh, stoppage before, you know, when they had the strike and, and they were without baseball. So I think they're, they're, they can correlate and they can get used to it sooner than the ball players can. I think – it's really going to be something when the Major League Baseball gets back to working, and they they haven't they haven't ever been through anything like this, and so it's completely shut down. And when somebody takes something away from you, you you realize how precious it is.
what's realistic do you think for players what do they need time-wise do you think to i mean i always say spring training is way too long but they're making money mm-hmm. they're filling those stadiums in florida and arizona but it, maybe it's more about the pitchers what what kind of time would they need well it, it, let's say that they start up on july the first i think that uh, you know it, it's going to be warm in all the cities okay so they'll just i think it'll take them two weeks they'll get two weeks and say uh the 15th of June, you all can go back to work and, and work out, and uh, we're going to start the season on July the 1st. That's what I look at right now. And, of course, that could be pushed back also. And there's some proposals. I think it was Scott Boris who floated it, and it would have the World Series being in uh, December, maybe playing it in some of the Dome stadiums. I, I get the sense the players might be up for it, that say, you know what, more baseball the better. What do you think? Well, I just think they want to play. They'll play double headers. They'll play triple headers. They just want to play. They, they've never been through anything like this before. And you know, when you're 25 or you're 30, you only have so many years in this game. And when they take a whole year away from you, I mean, it's like those guys during the Second World War and the Korean War when they had to go away for war and they spent two or three years. You look at what uh, happened to uh, the, the great ball players, Musial and Shandy's. Those guys had to go away. Willie Mays. The, the great Boston Red Sox was in the Second World War and in the Korean conflict. So uh, these guys have been through things like that before. They knew what was going to happen. Okay, so it's going to be it's going to be a little different for these uh, modern day players. Yeah, Mike, you wear a lot of hats. You're also a restaurant owner, and uh, some folks sent me some pictures. You were there doing the curbside, uh, handing out the food in Edwardsville, Mike Shannon's. Uh, restaurant over there give me an idea how you guys are trying or your daughter's heavily involved just kind of trying to keep people working that's all we're trying to do uh, martin is keep people working and uh, we want we want the the local people the community people to uh, support the restaurants okay not the national chains because i think they'll they'll do all right they have good backing in it but the local the local restaurants you need to support them you need to keep those people working and we're also feeding the uh, lunch kids, you know, that, that they have those lunches taken away from them. And they're, they're, they're at home. They're still hungry. You know, just because they're not at school, that doesn't mean they don't, don't want to eat anymore. So we're, we're supplying lunches also, free, free lunches, okay? But we need people to support the, the local restaurants, okay? Not the chains, but the local restaurants. And uh, Mike Shannon is hopefully one of them because we have, a, we have 50 people that work for us. And, we want to keep those 50 people working, you know, and now we're down to a skeleton crew and we just want to stay open. And the only way we can stay open is to have these people support us. And probably the best, yeah, best bet people get online, maybe order online or even call up there and find out more sure. about some of what Mike's talking about. Any reaction for you uh, while handing out the food? People are like, holy crap, it's actually Mike Shannon handing the food out. Well, you know, somebody has to do that. And, uh, uh, I'm I'm happy to do it. You know, I just want these kids that I don't want them to go hungry. I want them to. <laughs> the lunches are there. We're supplying the lunches free of charge. Okay, but we can only do that so so long. If the people support us, well, then we can continue doing it. Well, and I know. <clears throat> excuse me. I know you pretty well, Mike. I'm guessing this time of year, are you out on a lake fishing? Are you finding a way to get outside? Well, I sneak away. Let's put it that way, and I'm I'm doing fine. I'm not worried about myself or my family. I'm worried about the kids in Edwardsville. I'm worried about the the people in Edwardsville that that work for me to keep them working and to have their livelihood saved. And a final thought, Mike, you were down there in Florida for a while. As far as the team, when they do get back to playing, what would you see? What are you expecting? 
Well, you know, the last 10 days is the most important 10 days. So I'm just going to wait to see what, uh, what what develops and how, you know, anytime you have a plus, there's a minus. And anytime there's a minus, there's a plus. So I, I look at it as an opportunity, and I hope that our players look at it as an opportunity also. Uh, everybody's in the same boat, but you can help yourself and you can push. And I would think that this manager in our organization is right on top of that. I think that uh, Mr. DeWitt and Mike and, and John Moe, I think they're way ahead of the rest of the organizations, and, I, and this is going to be a, a chance for them to prove it. Yeah, final thought would be on Dylan Carlson. A lot of us wanted to go to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. We, we yeah. wanted to be, I wanted to be in Cincinnati on the Wednesday workout to see if the kid made it or not. It may be a moot point now with this big delay. What did you see from him? Well, I saw what I liked, okay? This guy, he's a, he's a five-tool guy, okay? where he can throw, he can run, he can do so many good things that help you win ball games. He's a winner, plain and simple. And I know everybody, they they go by the hitting part of it, okay? And he showed that he really is uh, smooth, okay? He's he's not a raw kid. He's he's way ahead of his time, okay, as far as I'm concerned. And I saw that Pollock before. And, of course, Major League Baseball, they look at things like that, okay? But I tell you what, this kid, he can play for me any day of the week. And, and I'm, 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 I'm a great believer in, hey, put him right there and test him, okay? I think this kid is uh, advanced enough that you can test him. You know, they hate to test guys and, and, and throw them into the fire before they're ready. But you know what? Ted Simmons was thrown into that same situation, and where's his next step? His next step is in the Cooperstown. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Let him rip. And again, people, head over to Edwardsville, Mike Shannon's restaurant, and I know you're hunkered down right now, but you never know. Mike might be the one handing out the food and a great message about keeping as many people working as we can. I know your buddy, Fast Eddie, we've been talking. He's hurting right now. They don't do curbside. They don't do to-go service, so that's not even an option for them. And I know he's hustling to try and help his folks out as best he can. It's it's a tough time for the whole world. All we can do is just kind of rely on each other. That's exactly right, Martin. You hit the nail on the head. Take care of uh, your buddies. Take care of your family. And uh, be careful this time, you know. You have to have patience. This is going to be a long, drawn-out affair. And uh, yo-ho, we can't wait for that. I can't wait for the, that umpire to say, play ball. Yeah, and to remind all, and, what, what a great, <laughs> I mean, what a great uh, two words we're going to hear. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are waiting. You can play ball right now by taking care of what you have to take care of. You can be a good part of this uh, because everybody has to pitch in. And if they want to hear the word play ball, they can play ball right now. Pitch in right now. Play ball. That's a great message. Mike, thanks so much. Say hi to Lori and your whole family. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Martin. God bless you, and uh, God bless all of our listeners. And we go from the Cardinal broadcaster, Mike Shannon, with uh, some words of wisdom there and a little bit of perspective, having been on this planet for a long time. And now we talk about the summer games. So much talk about what would they do. The decision finally made on Monday that the Olympics would be postponed. The hope is to have them in Japan in 2021, and it affects a lot of people, a lot of athletes. And that includes the Missouri champion, the Olympian, from Mid-Missouri, Jaden Cox, who joins us here. And uh, first of all, welcome and tell us, I, I know you probably saw it coming, but how disappointing is it? Oh, well, well, thank you for having me. And, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a tough time. I think that um, I think that it's tough all the way around, you know. And, but yeah, you can see it coming, but uh, just because you see it coming doesn't make the impact any less, you know. So, I mean, um, it's definitely a blow, but... Uh, 
there let you know there are a lot of things that are more important that need to be addressed and taken care of and a lot of people that are that have a lot more going on and are losing a lot more and so um still hard still tough um and there's a lot of adjustments that need that have to be made on, on a lot of athletes parts to still train or maintain um where they're at physically um but this, this is definitely going to be a mental a mental battle and let's just hope for the best for in every in every way um, with this situation yeah we had a conversation the other day with jackie joiner kersey about athletes are so much into regimen and like you know your timeline like where you need to be in march to be ready by you know july how much you're not going to sit around and eat a box of donuts i know you're not doing that but how much do you have to kind of redo the clock for you know a whole nother year um i mean so that's something that you know it's funny you bring that up because that was one of the first things that um when they first postponed the olympic trials um for wrestling you know, I'm I'm coming into March, and you know, it's about I think it's like March 11th or 10th, and I'm kind of tapering off, you know, in my training and feeling really good, you know, everything's hitting off. I'm getting ready to fire off. Um, so it's kind of been a, uh, a a learning curve, I guess, for me because I've never I've never been in a situation where I had to I was tapering off and I'm at the end of my training and all of a sudden they're like, well, this isn't happening. You gotta you got to dial it back now, you know, and I, I didn't realize how hard that was um, until I had to do that. Um, so I'm actually on that, that road right now. And um, so, I, and it's something that I'm, I'm learning and, and adjusting to, but it's definitely something that's just, a, it's just, a, it's different, but you know, we got to make the adjustments as things come along. Four time all American at Missouri, three time national champion, a two time world champion, then won the bronze in Rio Give me an idea with the incredible resume. You're a young guy. You're 25. But how much you burn to, to add gold at the Olympic level? How much that motivates you daily? Um, honestly, it's something I, I, I really try to put on a back burner just because there's so much that needs to be done. I really try to focus on what I'm doing in the moment. Um, you know, so I, I try not to to put so much into that and like my, my goal my goal in this sport and, and in my career has uh is not really for a certain hardware or anything like that it's all it, for me it's to uh push myself to be the best that i can i can be and if it so happens you know things like gold medals show up at the olympics and, and olympic teams and whatnot then then yeah i'm, I'm gonna take it but um I think with the mindset that I have right now, it, it allows for me to be a lot more free in my wrestling, a lot more free in my training. Um, and there's never a target on my back because I'm always, I'm always out there hunting. I'm always out there trying to find the next step to get better and strive. Um, and I love this kind of mindset. It's, like I said, the freedom that comes with it um, is, is amazing. And I think that it's what's best for me as an athlete. Probably some athletes, and maybe you know some, maybe you don't, but who will be a year older and – for them, that means they probably just can't be as good as them. I'm guessing there's got to be a handful, at least, of athletes who just won't be as good a year older. And for some of them, maybe they're just not good enough to qualify. I mean, that doesn't matter in the big picture, but I'm sure for some, this hits harder than others if they're a little bit older. Yeah, I mean, depending where, depending, it's 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 that's just the thing with this situation. Depending where you're you're at in your career can really dictate how you're feeling. Um, about certain things or about the situation as a whole or about the Olympics in general. Um, and um, I, I actually, you know, and I, and I hope and I pray um, that everyone 
you know, who, who does have to make the team a year later, you know, um, we all have to, I mean, all the people that do, you know, have that ability and are able to perform just as good as they might have been able to um, this, this coming year for their trials and for the Olympics, you know, um, and, I, and I pray for that because it's definitely an opportunity I, I, I wish for them to have. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I said this many times, it doesn't make it easy. It doesn't make it better. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a lot more things at stake. And so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, there are a lot, there's going to be a lot of hard pills to swallow um, through all of this. Um, but one of the ones that's being swallowed right now is that people are losing their lives and that's not okay. And that's one thing that we can't um, – let, um, I don't know. Go let let it go just because we have um we have a dream, you know. But I, you know, I and I hope my biggest prayer is that like everything happens the way that we desire it to happen, that we want it to happen. Everyone gets healthy, everyone can perform to the best of their ability, everyone gets to to make the teams they get they wanted to make and and have the dream moment that they ever they wanted. Um, and that's all you can do. But um, it's it's hard. It's, like I said, there's going to be a lot of difficulties in this next couple next couple of weeks and with this next coming year. Yeah, and I think, and to quote JJK again, her line was that nobody's being denied, it's just being delayed. And, you know, we all get why. I think it was, Canada was the first to say, if they do have the games, we're not sending our athletes, which I'm sure there was probably scuttle, but everybody was kind of talking about what are we going to do? Even in your Olympic circles, people were probably really wondering, is this safe? Is it going to happen? There had to be a lot of just internal questions, wondering and waiting. Yeah, like we well, like I didn't know about the Olympics for for sure. You know that that wasn't something that that I was sure on or anything. But like um, I think for at least for the trials, for wrestling trials, I think that it became more of a reality that it might be postponed um, once um, the NCAA championships um, were canceled. Um, and once that was the case, like it was kind of like, whoa, this is. This is not. This isn't good, and especially with like um, and like, and I'm talking about wrestling, but even like when when like March Madness was said to be like, oh yeah, March Madness is not happening. You know, basketball's not happening, which is a huge revenue sport for the NCAA. Once I once I kind of saw that as well, and and then I'm hearing about spring sports, you know, being canceled. Um, it kind of made the trials seem like it might be postponed as well, um, which made, made that a little bit more reality. But as for the Olympics, you know. I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. I knew there had been talk, and I've heard some talk about cancellation, but nothing that, like, I had been a part of or really had insights on or knew anyone that had more insights than, than the average person. So um, once the news came out, you know, it's def- definitely a hit um, on, on, on anybody. And people that check out your resume, uh, they simply go to Wikipedia and just see all the accomplishments you've already had as a young guy, Jaden Cox, Missouri legend, also Renaissance man. Haven't I seen you do the anthem a time or two? Uh, time or two, you know. <laughs> it depends when and where, but yeah, it's time or two for sure. You ever wanted to do that at, at, at more opportunity, more venues? Uh, yeah, I'd definitely be interested. I'd be down. Um, you know, it's definitely something I have to still, out of everything I've ever done, still the national anthem was probably the most nerve-wracking thing because I just want to do a really good job at it. And it's, it's one of those things where it's just like you could do it really well a million times and maybe people don't know that you do it or have no idea that you do it. If you do it wrong once and everybody will know, right? So it's just, it's so nerve-wracking right then and there. So, I mean, it's more nerve-wracking than any wrestling match I've ever had. I'll say that. that That's hard to believe. All right, last question for you. Can you pick a favorite moment over the career? Is there one defining moment where it was more special than the rest? Uh 
I mean, still for me, like I remember I was still uh, wrestling Cornell at Mizzou, um, and uh, we did it on the stage. I can't remember, can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but I remember we wrestled on the stage out in Mizzou, and it was against Cornell. It was a really tough duel, and I actually had to bump up the heavyweight, and um, I had to, I had to um, attack the heavyweight in order for us to win. I had to attack him or pin him. Um, I think that one's one. Um, I also think that as a my, I, I have two answers. That's my, that's my individual one. I think as a team one was when we went to and faced Iowa in 2015 um, and won the national dual championships. That was that was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, those would probably be my two. Even over you know my career, my Olympic moments, and my world championships, those were those are probably my my two that I, I really hold true to in my heart. That, that were just awesome. Jaden, all the best. Looking forward to seeing you competing in the summer of 2021. I'm sure we'll be talking between now and then. For sure. Thank you very much for having me, and you have a blessed day, and be safe. All right, that's an Olympic great, a Missouri legend. Jaden Cox checking in with us. Kilcoin conversation here. Uh, just kind of rattling through some of the topics that are relevant right now, especially in our sports world, whether it's Mike Shannon or it's Jaden Cox talking about the Olympics. A reminder, the great sponsors who have taken care of the podcast all year on the hockey side of things, Marie de Villa, Senior Living, uh, Fred and his team doing a great job keeping everybody safe there at Marie de Villa. We mentioned Fast Eddie's. We're going to talk to Fast Eddie, I think, in a little bit here, how he's trying to adjust, adapt. Uh, Greenville University, great sponsor, great university located about an hour, well, less than an hour from St. Louis. Uh, they've been just doing great things for years. The Panther Preferred Scholarship is something everybody needs to check out. If you're a parent, make sure you look into that. There's just a lot of money out there right now. Uh, scholarship-wise, at greenville.edu. Triad Bank, located in Frontenac. I'm sure some folks are hit hard. Businesses may want to try and uh, get things going again. You want to be a small, if you are a small business owner, you want to get something going with the local bank. Triad Bank is based in St. Louis on Clayton Road. They were started here in 2005. Five-star rated bank, triadbanking.com, located on Clayton Road. They're about a block west of Lindbergh, right by the intersection of Highway 40, and Lindbergh. Urban Chestnut Brewery, they have been real creative, doing a lot of curbside. You can package the curbside with a four-pack, some of their great beers. Uh, Just go to their website. They've been doing a lot of business there, curbside, and you can always find them at your neighborhood grocery store. That's the easiest way to do it, right? Go to the neighborhood grocery store. There's some Urban Chestnut on the shelves. Cope 24, their mission has been to make kids better parents because when you're in high school, they teach you math and English. Nobody teaches parenting. And Renee Howitt said, we really need to make this a priority. So she started an organization called COPE24. You can find them online, and it's great work that's being done, necessary work to make these kids, because otherwise kids end up in the system and nowhere to go. Let's make the kids better parents. That's their their goal, their mission at COPE24. And also B&G Tuck Pointing. I know Rich and the family uh, probably missing that hockey as much as anybody. B&GTuckPointing.com. Not only great hockey fans, but doing business around St. Louis. If you need to get that chimney looking new again, maybe the garage is dilapidated. Putting off all the projects that you've wanted to get done. Uh, if you're able to get it scheduled now, or at least get on the books, bgtuckpointing.com is their website. And we check in now. Uh, as promised earlier, you know, I don't call him my sidekick anymore or assistant because it, it sounded condescending and I'm anything but. Charlie oh. Marlowe from the Two Fox is here charles how are you i am great what is this are we on the radio you're on no this is what is this 
This is the Killcoin Conversation. It's a podcast, and, you know, we've had the hockey conversations. We've had the Tony talk. We're branching off a little bit here. We talked to Mike Shannon for a while. We talked to Jaden Cox. So we go from a Cardinal legend, uh, Missouri Olympic legend, and now to you. You're hitting third, buddy, in the lineup. I love that. I love that. But Thank I, you. I'm, I'm honored. Well, I wanted to bring you into the conversation because I said everybody, especially the sports people, have had to get creative and do something different. So you started the top five list. But if I'm not mistaken, you said you will do this every day until sports returns, correct? I did say that. I'm kind of regretting that now, and I'm really hoping that sports comes back uh, very, very quickly because every night now. Now, I was originally putting a lot of thought into this, and I was making my list, checking it twice like Santa Claus, and now every night at about 1130, at night, I realize I haven't done one yet, and I'm just trying to find something. Hey, did I say every day? I meant, you know, every weekend. Okay, well, it started, so you probably had enough material for at least a couple of days, and then Jess started getting involved, and then maybe mm-hmm. your daughter got involved. Let's roll through just a handful of the top fives that you've released so far. I think early on, and I'm, I'm judging this too, which of the lists get a lot of response? Some of them, not so much. For example, a couple of days ago, I just realized I had nothing, and I threw out favorite types of bread. I'm going to blame that on my wife, <laughs> and it was boring, and nobody cared about it. But I disagree. I, I just I looked at it, and I was like, "Wow, pumpernickel rye. That's that's interesting. That's a weird number one seed. It's a really tasty bread, but I don't know if that's a one. I, I actually See, debated it internally. Yeah. I just realized, I've always known this, but I'm a big rye guy because I believe I had three different types of rye bread. And I thought it was important that this is about the bread. It's not about adding cheese to the bread like Asiago or garlic bread because that's more about the butter. It's about just the bread. So I think, though, that the ones that people are really into, favorite movies, top five movies, top five TV shows, top five favorite athletes, top five favorite St. Louis athletes, Things like that. And I also, when you do a Mount Rushmore of a four or a top five, it really does make you make difficult decisions. A top ten, I feel like, for all these, it's very easy for me to have a top ten, but you have to really make tough decisions to get it down to five. Anybody get, like, hostile about it? Anybody take it too seriously? Like, what are you thinking? There's no way. Curb your enthusiasm. is not a top five. Does anybody get hostile about it? <laughs> oh, because it's Twitter, people are always hostile. I'll, I'll give you a good example, and I'd, I'd like to throw this to you because sports-wise, I was trying to think of, because I got to St. Louis in 2008, who are the best St. Louis athletes since I've been here for 12 years? Now, it was obvious for Cardinals, and I thought it was, it was proper to include a couple Cardinals, a couple Blues, and because the Rams were here for, what, eight seasons, I couldn't not add a Ram. So I did Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. Now, Adam Wainwright would have been my sixth, but he wasn't in the top five because I thought it was fair to throw a couple blues out there, Vladimir Tarasenko and Alex Petrangelo. And then this is the one that a lot of people question, and I get that. And I'm just thinking in my time in St. Louis with the Rams, the most dominant player that comes to mind in my head was actually Robert Quinn. I understand if people say Steven Jackson. Remember, Todd Gurley was only one year. Aaron Donald only two years, and Donald really blew up when they became the L.A. Rams. So a lot of people didn't like my Robert Quinn pick, but 
what really stuck out was that one season to me where he had the franchise sack record that Aaron Donald later broke, how dominant he was, how unblockable, how Chris Long and those guys carried him off the field. So I think sometimes what sticks in your mind maybe makes you make some of these choices. And Robert Quinn's a great choice. Aaron Donald's a better player. Yeah, I would say there's no – my point is you're right, Chuck. You are right. I've never said that in my life, have I? Oh, thanks. You haven't, actually. Uh, any will probably, su- any su- probably delete that and edit it out. Any suggested top fives? People, I think people – this is where the sports guy turns into Kramer doing the movie phone where he was in – why don't you just tell me what movie you'd like to see? You could just turn it – this is what every lazy sports guy does anyway – why don't you tell me what videos you want to see? Why don't you tell me what lists I should do? You could turn it to the people. Here's, and they'll they'll tell you what top fives you should do. Yes. For example, when I did the movies, and if I'm not mistaken, the movies was the most popular one, got the most feedback by far. I had a lot of people tell me, you need to break it down to genres, different genres. And I think that's fair. But again, to do a top five, you have to make hard, difficult decisions. But with movies... You can probably do top five comedies, top five dramas. You could do top five westerns. You could do top five horror movies. And I probably will do all those things, again, if sports don't come back very, very soon. Uh, Jess, just take over your Twitter for a day. You know, I've noticed that uh, both of the ones about food were her suggestions in terms of favorite appetizer and favorite bread. Um, So, yeah, maybe we'll have favorite entrees. We'll have favorite vegetables. Favorite pizza toppings. We have a lot of uh, we have a lot of time to think about this. And she, you know, she's really fit. You and I are the fat guy. Although, wait, I should say you're not the fat guy, right? You were. If people don't know, Charlie was training for the St. Louis Marathon. Mm-hmm. First ever marathon. I was hoping to run. Trained for two and a half months, and of course, it was canceled. So, have you continued your routine? You should sort of. I think you should still do the race. Just complete the whole. You can do it by yourself. Um, I was actually just talking to somebody about that because a lot of people apparently are going to wake up. It would be this coming Sunday, April 29th, and just go run 26.2 miles. I will not be doing that. As a matter of fact, the race was canceled two Thursdays ago, I believe, two weeks ago. I was supposed to run 20 miles. My longest run would, would have been the next day on Friday. So I was happy they canceled it before that. I actually have not run one inch since then not one time all right well never mind he won't be running i will not full marathon and it's probably not i mean you're a, a i'm not saying you're heavy but you're a bigger guy you probably shouldn't run that you just wanted to do it one time you're not a regular runner correct i did a half marathon back in 2013 i wanted to do this as a bucket list i did lose a good amount of weight and i will say this at the end my left foot and ankle were really hurting so this might be a good thing because I was wondering if training for this marathon and finally doing it and pushing through was actually going to cause my left foot and ankle to be like permanently damaged. Chuck, great to talk to you. We'll probably do it again. We got a little downtime. This is social distancing. We Our desks are about six feet apart, but here we are over the phone touching base. You would have been in Cincinnati today. You would have been there opening day. You know what? I'm wondering today, and it's a serious question. Do I need to wear a red tie on TV because it was supposed to be opening day? That's a good question. And let me spin this off to something else real quick. Have you noticed on Twitter that everybody 
because it's opening day, it was supposed to be, they're simulating video games between the Cardinals and the Reds. Like, everybody's doing this. I've never been into video games my whole life. My dad never let us have Nintendo. I have no interest in video games. It's fine if you do, but all these different media people, locally and nationally, they're like taking an opponent and they're playing the Cardinals versus the Reds in a video game and they're blogging it and they're tweeting about it. And I just, no offense, because I understand we're all trying to get creative with new ideas. I have zero interest in anything like that. And then if the simulated game, if Carpenter strikes out or Fowler doesn't get on base, are people bitching about that too? Probably. In the simulated yeah. game? Uh, Chuck, great to talk to you, buddy. I'm, I'll probably see you shortly. Oh, I can't wait. My, can't wait. It'd be great. All right, buddy. Feet, though. Social feet. distance. Chuck Marlowe, <laughs> Charlie Marlowe, Fox 2. You can also hear him on 590 The Fan. Checking in with us here at the Kill Coin Conversation. One final bit of business. Uh, we're going to check in with my guy, Fast Eddie, here momentarily. And, again, I'm going to open up the DMs, the Kill Coin Conversation hopefully providing a little entertainment on a regular basis, and we'll get your suggestions of guests that you want uh, coming up real soon. All right, we mentioned throughout this uh, show, whether it was with Mike Shannon or other times, we got a lot of people out there uh, hurting right now, small businesses. And my man, Fast Eddie, the institution that is Alton, he's been a longtime sponsor, but he's also a friend. And I know, Eddie, everybody says, hey, support local and order out and carry out. Well, you guys don't do carry out. You don't do curbside, so... I can't imagine how difficult this is right now. I wanted to get you on the show and just touch base a little bit. And I, it feels stupid even saying, how are you, my man? Because I know it's, it's not great uh, right yeah. now. We're hanging our best we can. Uh, it's really hard for people, man. It's starting to catch up now. You know, it's, I think it's going to be 10th day or 11th day. And it's really getting hard for everybody involved. It's really, uh, you know, you want everybody to be healthy and get it right and get this thing over with. But it's also affecting some, a lot of lives and, you know, the obvious economic way it's it's tough man i would think too for you i mean your livelihood just the visual to me of fast eddie's always it's packed there's people everywhere having fun having a great time it's almost got to be surreal jarring emotional whatever it may be for you when you walk in there on a regular basis it it really is i I didn't know what effect it would have i mean it's extremely emotional how i grew up here i've been here all my life and places packed every night the parking lot's full the place is loud and jumping and fun and it's none of those things right now, you know. So it's hard. It's, it's really hard on the employees. It's been, a, it's been a crazy thing. I never thought I'd see happen. And very misfortunate. But we're going to hang in there and we're going to be back. To the, they're talking April 8th. So we only got another, uh, I don't know, what's that, 10, 11 days. So if Illinois opens back up on April 8th, I, we'll be back. We'll be ready to go and get things started again. And when people said, well, just, just sell food to go or carry out, I mean, you guys are famous for not doing carry out. Was that ever yeah. an option? No, we, we've never we've never been a restaurant by any stretch, and we've uh, we've always been a bar that happened to serve a whole lot of food. But it's, it's never been in our concept to uh, you know to uh, profit in any way or or gain on on the food. So we're not like I said, we're we're more of a, a gathering while you're here, while you're hanging out, and we'll feed you real good while you're here. So it kind of goes against the whole concept and purpose. So it does affect us all the way around, where some folks can get away with a little bit of their business, you know, attack. And so the message really for everyone out there is when we're back to normal, when we're up and running, your buddy Mike Shannon was talking about, hey, when we get baseball back, so when, when, not if, but when we get these back, right. we, need, we need more than ever people to head up there and hang out and experience it. Yeah. Now, if for the first time or a 15th time, get back up there and make sure, because your job, I, and, and you mentioned it, you're trying to keep people employed. So we want to get as many yeah, people up there. That's the big thing. 
the big thing for sure, man. Get everybody working again. Bunch of great people that have put a lot of years into this, you know, and we don't want it to be for nothing. It's a, uh, it's just a matter of time, like you said. It's just, it's it's when it's it's coming back, and it, it's going to be strong, and everybody will learn from it and move on and be great. Well, yeah, hopefully in twenty, fifty years, we're telling kids or grandkids about you're not going to believe nobody and we used to read in grade school like about the plague right. and all of that and i always said oh my god exactly. how we, this is our plague i mean that's what right. this is that's it man it really, it really is and hopefully it doesn't uh doesn't hurt too many people you know take lives and that's the big thing i guess but it's take it's, it's affecting a whole lot of people and just, we're, we're just ready to go to work man we're ready to go eddie you hang in there and once we get back to i'm coming up with those shannon we're going to have some of that coldest yeah. beer in the world Hey, you know what his line today was? He said, you know what he said today was, he said, play ball. He said, we all want to hear that. He said, well, right now, all you at home play ball with your local restaurants and bars and everything. He said, he, yeah, he, he had a new, right. new twist on the phrase play ball, which I thought was damn good. Yeah, that really is good because, you know, he's got a, the restaurant better a long time he sees he sees the stuff but like you said the other night he's never seen anything like this you know so it's shannon's hit, hit, hit whoever you can on that local stuff man because there's a whole lot of people i mean literally shit nationwide millions of people that are they're pretty hurting man hey buddy you hang in there we'll talk soon hey, we're gonna do it that's the one and only fast eddie checking in with us again you know what to do once we're up and running again business get back to fast eddie's it all. Thanks for listening in. Uh, we'll do it again. And, and again, it could be someone you know, someone you don't know, maybe someone you should know. We'll have them, have them, we'll have, have them, and we'll have them on the. Uh, we'll have them on the program. The Killcoin conversation. Everybody, stay safe. We'll talk to you soon.